You're a wizard, Harry. Potter Book Club for the Prisoner of Azkaban with Sarah Tompkins, Vijaya Shrestha, and I'm Michael DeMauro. This week we discuss Chapter 10, The Marauder's Map. We talk about The Marauder's Map, and the battle for the Quizage Cup continues. Can you believe we are back for our 10th Quizage Cup? Can I, I can believe it. that, but I can't believe you're winning. I agree with Bajaya. That hurts. That hurts. Um, I am winning. I do have twice as many points as Bajaya, but no, who's counting? Not me. I mean, look at him. He already went and got himself a crown and he's wearing it. <laughs> like, who does he think that's he like, is? That's like, that's, that's a, Michael, that's, that's in poor taste. Yeah, I mean. And you well, know, we're not, we're not going to call you... His Excellency. I, like, mean, I know you insisted <laughs> upon that, but it is, it is, that is not is cool, rude. dude. I mean, not I, cool. I have to, I have to compensate for not having an actual Quizage cup with me. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, think, this is our think, fun you think, cake, you think a cake is the worst thing you can get at work? Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't want to throw down that gauntlet. Uh, Michael, you have a delivery of a severed horse head up front. <laughs> Just come, come take that, please. Horse head would be an improvement, Michael. <laughs> oh boy. Just wait. So yeah, this is our fun segment where we quiz each other for points and hardly ever talk trash. This week, uh, I'm going to go first, if everyone's okay with that. I guess, whatever. Sure. Uh, all right. You ready? You ready? Make you ready? it not hard. You ready? You want me to make an easy one? I'll pull up an easy one. No, do what you do. Do what you do, Michael. It's fine. Uh, I'll do an you easy do. one. You do you, girl. You do you. What does Harry predict in his final divin- or in his divination final? <laughs> Sarah Tompkins. That, um, that a hippogriff will not die. Specifically, Buckbeak. He will not. He will not get executed. I, I I will award you a point for that. What was what was what, what did you think the answer was, Michael? Well, he specifically says that the the hippogriff flies away, but you know, I mean, okay, oh, like, fine, it's the same thing. Because but no, because Trelawney's like, I see a, I see blood, I see chaos, I see a severed Look, head. And he's my like, no, no, no. thing says Buckbeak flying away. Okay, fine. So I'm fine, a real fine. stickler. Yes, he definitely did predict the thing that you said. But this is an opportunity for me to I'm try taking, to give you I'm a hard time. I'm taking point. Uh, this is an opportunity for me to give you shit, so I'm going to take it. This is how I get All right. It. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. I'm taking it, though. Good job. You, you did great. Thank you. All right. Drink, Y'all ready? Also, ready but I mean, and I'm sure that we're going to talk about this, by the way, when we get to that chapter, because we haven't, or we might have gotten there by this point. Nope, not no, yet. No, we haven't. Okay. <laughs> um, I realize that. But 
like, he's like, I think that he lives. And I'm like, dude, she's clearly pointing toward him being gruesomely murdered. Why wouldn't you go with that? Because you're going to get a better grade. Who cares? If he's got principles. Think, no, but who cares if it actually to, happens or not? He does. I think he's trying to be a contrarian, though. Yeah, he's a, he's a contrarian. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. I was like, I was like, I can't right. think of a better, I can't think of a nicer way to say that. Okay, it's a question. Bajaya. Oh, Bajaya. In the movie, what does Molly give Ron through the window of the departing Hogwarts Express? Oh, okay. Yeah. Sarah. She gives him um, a sandwich. Uh, no. Oh. Ding, oh. ding, ding, ding. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> What is that, Michael? Uh, scabbers. It's scabbers. Yeah. I was thinking, I was like, it's scabbers. In the book, she gives them sandwiches, but in the movie, it's scabbers. Good job, Michael. In the book, she's like, it's not corned beef. And I got the book and the movie mixed up. I, I mean, she really I did say. Said I know she movie. did. And then I messed it up. God dang it. And he gets a full point. Dang. Not according to the Sarah rules. According Sarah, to Sarah, Sarah rules. Sarah will say no. <laughs> he gets half a point. Okay, Sarah. No. Read us a question, please. I'm, done. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Bye. You got a point this week. I know. I just, I just, I like, now I'm like, oh, I'm so disheartened. I knew the answer to that. Well, why did you answer it wrong, Sarah? Come on. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> How does Sirius Black attain a copy of the Daily Prophet while in Azkaban? Bajaya? He asks, um, crouch for it. No. Oh, fudge for it. God damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I give her, give her a half point for that. I'll give you a half point. He doesn't ask, but he does get it from, from fudge. Oh. I so think I'll he asks. I'll, I'll give you a half point. He doesn't ask. He just gives, he just, he said he, he's giving it to him. So, but yes. I will still, I still give you a half point. I'll give you a half point. Oh. It's fine. Is this, is this a pity half point? But no, but I know what you meant. I know what you meant. I thought he said, uh, I thought he said uh, he misses the crosswords or something. Maybe. I don't think so, though. Like, he doesn't explicitly ask for it, but he, they make conversation, like, he gives from what I From what I remember, and I would have to bring, I'd have to get my book out somewhere, but I'm pretty sure that he says, like, I'm pretty sure that he says that, but either way, I'm going to give you half point. Is that fine? Michael has 11 points. Yeah, Sarah has point. Sarah has 7, Bajai has 5.5. Oh, good. Bajai is making not a comeback. Chapter 10, The Marauder's Map. Harry is like, you know, still so sad about his broomstick being shattered into a good Oh my god, pieces. who wouldn't be? It's the worst. And he's like, he, they also lost the match, and he has visitors come to cheer him up, but, you know, he's still sad about it. I mean, in fairness, like, when I drop makeup and it shatters into a million pieces, my whole, like, week is ruined, so... But do you keep the pieces of makeup with you? Because that's yep. what... He he made he wouldn't let Madame Pomfrey throw away the broomsticks, and he's like, I know it's stupid, but I it's like losing a friend. <laughs> he doesn't have any. He's he got like two friends. Yeah. So. He, needs, he needs some more friends. <laughs> and then so, but he hasn't told anyone about seeing the Grim, um, not even Ron and Hermione, because he's seen it twice now, and 
both were followed by near fatal accidents because the first time he almost got ran over by the night bus. Um, right. And now he also knows whose voice he hears when he encounters the Dementors. It's his, his mom's voice. Aww. No, it's his mom. Right before she was, she was killed by Voldemort. That's nice. And sad. <laughs> she, well, at least he has a p- little piece of her, you know. <laughs> I guess, just like the pieces of his shattered broomstick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Lupin there, so he goes back to Madame Pomfrey, makes him stay in the hospital wing for like a week, but he's glad to be back in school where he doesn't just have to think about his mom and the broomstick that he lost. Um, so Lupin is back teaching, and he tells them that they don't have to do the werewolves uh paper that Snape had assigned and he's teaching them about hanky punks which are one like little one-legged creatures that lure travelers into bogs um fascinating yeah so after the class is over he's like hey harry let me talk to you for a little bit and uh (laughs) (laughs) he's just like oh i heard that you know you lost your game and you lost your broomstick is there any way to repair it and harry's like no and but he also tells Harry that the Whomping Willow was planted the year Lupin started at Hogwarts. What, what? coincidence? What a coincidence. Maybe he likes and trees. <laughs> maybe. He just goes around writing down history of a when s- trees were planted. A secret arborist. <laughs> he also explains <laughs> Harry to Harry that the Dementors affect him so much more because he has gone through more in his past than most other people. Remus, um, more like Tremus. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue about his dark past. <laughs> his dark past. Um, yeah. So Harry's like, yeah, I think I hear my mom dying when, <laughs> whenever Dementors are around me. And then Lupin almost grabs Harry's shoulder, but then he's like, maybe this might be misconstrued as sexual assault, so I won't. <laughs> uh, and they also briefly discuss Sirius's escape from Azkaban and. You know, Lupin is like, well, there are some things you can do to defend yourself against Dementors. And Harry's like, please teach me them. <laughs> and Lupin says, okay, but only after the holidays, because I have a lot of shit to do. <laughs> I really hope you. you don't get attacked by a Dementor before that. Yeah. Here's some mace. <laughs> Good luck. So, uh, Ron and Hermione are going to stay at the school over the holidays to keep him company. But there is a Hogsmeade visit before the start of holidays. And Harry's like, I'll just go read Witch Broomstick while you're at Hogsmeade. But that sounds like an twins. inappropriate magazine. <laughs> Witch is it just Is it just for for lady Ew. witches? Hey, I'm just saying, Witch just, Broomstick. Because it's witch, witch. It's witches. It's like a Witch Broomstick. Witch Broomstick. Mm. No, it's what like What about witch, Wizard like, Broomstick? Question Witch. That's Stop selling Stop selling his broomstick book. Hey, <laughs> porn is a natural part of life, Bajaya. <laughs> Not in this household. We only love Jesus. Um, so he's gonna go off and read that, but the Weasley twins are like, hey, we have a different plan for you. Here's an early Christmas gift. Um, and it's a blank piece of parchment that they had nicked from Felch's office their first year. You just tap the parchment with your wand and say, I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. And the parchment becomes a map of Hogwarts and its people. And it's called the Marauder's Map. And to wipe it, you just tap it again and say, Mischief Managed. Um, so nice. there are secret passageways that go from Hogwarts to Hogsmeade. 
um, and one that is directly underneath the Whomping Willow. Whoa. Hmm. Maybe that's why they planted it, so people wouldn't be able to use that passage anymore. But who yeah. knows? We'll never know. Uh, so he had a small debate with himself because I think it was Arthur that told him to never trust something that could think for itself, but you can't see where it keeps his brain. That's but good then advice. Like, yeah, but then he's like, whatever, and then goes ahead and uses it. He goes down the passage, ends up at Honey Dukes, and surprises Harry, or Harry, Ron and Hermione. And, you know, Ron's all like, cool dude, and Hermione's like, you should turn it in. But <laughs> Harry decides What an L7 to- <laughs> weenie. Harry decides to keep it. And, you know, he also says, are you gonna, are you gonna turn me in for keeping it? And Hermione's like, no, but, you know, you probably shouldn't keep it. Yeah, so Ron and Hermione show Harry around Hogsmeade because it's his first time. And then they head to the Three Broomsticks for some beer, butter beers. <laughs> for um, some beer. Give me a bud. Beer. <laughs> While they're drinking, in walk McGonagall, Flitwick, Hagrid, and Cornelius Fudge, the Minister oh, of what are the Magic. Odds? Oh, man. Weird. So Harry ducks down, and then Hermione moves a Christmas tree uh, like by them to hide themselves from the newcomer's view. And then they just hang out and eavesdrop on their conversation. Uh, Lady Rosmerta comes over. Is it Lady or Madam? Madam. Madam. I think it's Madam. Madam Rosmerta She's also a lady. Over. Yeah. She comes over and they are like, the, they, she's talking to the four and the conversation talk turns to uh, Sirius Black pretty quickly. Um, Harry learns that Black was best friends with his dad, James, and also Harry's godfather. Um, what? Lily, yes! That Lily and James went into hiding because of Voldemort, uh, and then they use a Fidelius charm on advice from Dumbledore. So what it does is you conceal a secret, the secret in a living soul, and that's the secret keeper. And as long as the secret keeper doesn't divulge the secret, your secret is safe. The, mm-hmm. So the Potters chose Sirius Black as their secret keeper, who ran immediately to Voldemort and divulged the secret, making oh. them vulnerable. After Voldemort killed them and he fell himself, Black ran for it. And Hagrid gets all worked up because he's like, I met him at the Potter's house and I comforted him. And he also asked me asked me to give Harry to him because he's his godfather. What if I'd given him him? Ah. Aww. Man. And then, uh, so Peter Pettigrew went and found Black the next day. Peter Pettigrew was another one of their friends. Um, and wanting to avenge Lily and James's death, but Black was quicker and better at magic. So he blew Peter into smithereens. The biggest part of his body that they could find and return to his mom was a finger. Oh, um, Jesus. Also, how would you, like, that's a really weird thing, though. Like, hey, here's your son's finger. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, do people do Go that? Bury that's it. weird. I guess people want need to bury something. I don't, I don't know. know. Just be like, nothing, nothing. It's, there's nothing. You don't need anything. <laughs> here's a finger. But, like we, we found a finger, but we th- we threw it in the garbage. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Just just don't mention it. That's so weird. <laughs> we found this. We found this baby toe. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> uh, so Black also killed a bunch of Muggles and was hysterical. No, not maniacally, not hysterically laughing when magical law enforcement finally arrested him. Um, I think Madame Rosmerta asks Fudge if they, he thinks. Black is crazy, and he says no, because he had seen Black at Azkaban the last time he went in for inspections, and he 
was surprised at how normal he seemed because being around Dementors all the time um, tends to drive other people insane, but Black was not. And then... Um, Which means he's super to, evil, right? Yeah. Yeah. His Something. plan seems to be to reunite with Voldemort and help him rise again. And with that, they're like, okay, we gotta go back to Hogwarts and have dinner with uh, Dumbledore. And Harry's just, like, left there to deal with all this new information that he just got. And Ron and Hermione is like, Harry! And that's where the chapter is. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Uh, so new things with Hinky Punks, the Fidelis charm, and basically the whole story about Black. Um, my one question is, they don't ever mention Lupin. Hmm. I mean, I know why, because they're still trying to keep that. She's still trying to keep that part of the story secret. Right. Well, I guess... Like, JK is, or or they are? I mean, I also think that... and I mean, the town... Hogsmeade is so tiny. There's, like, three places to go. You're going to run into people you know, so maybe they're they're trying to keep... I mean, I think it's kind of silly that they're spouting all this stuff about Black when, like, clearly, even if they don't see Harry, like... Ron and Hermione are there. So if Ron and Hermione had overheard, they're going to tell Harry regardless of whether he's there or not. So that's, I don't that's, think, that's I a don't little think, irresponsible. I don't think he had, uh, they had seen Ron right. and Hermione. I still feel either. like they should be careful. You know, small town, yeah. people yeah. talk. But then also, maybe they were just trying to not, you know, bring Lupin into it because he actually is an active teacher. Right. You know. I wonder no, no, if he no, no, was. No. I, I meant like they don't talk about Lupin in the story. That right, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe they don't bring him into that story because they're trying to preserve him, oh, I see what his, but not his innocence, but his sort of autonomy as it, a teacher yeah, and respect as a teacher. Yeah, right. Because even it is, they, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely weird that they don't bring him up. Um, although I, I do wonder if because it's always like. Sirius and James, and they're like the best friends. And it seems like Lupin kind of is. He's almost like uh, like a Neville Longbottom to their Harry and Ron kind of thing. Like, I mean, I think I guess he's closer than that. But yeah, but it's always it's always about Sirius and James, and and you know, Lupin is usually kind of a tertiary background characters. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're like the bestest friends, and he can be best friends with them, but he's not part of the the d- dynamic, right. dynamic duo. Yeah. Right. They're not all. Everyone's all, not always like he's so cool and talented and handsome, like you know, Sirius and and James are. And James. Yeah. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How? Okay. Yeah. And I, I think that if I, I'm, I'm trying to remember the actual specifics of it. But how is a Fidelis charm different from just telling a person a secret and having them keep it? Well, because think- literally, uh, like they were saying, if if their secret is where your house is, like Voldemort could be looking in. Oh, the that's window. right. That's right. And they won't and he wouldn't be able to. You. But see also, them. why couldn't? Why? Okay. Okay. I get that. I get that. But then. And this is another spoiler for book five. Grimald Place isn't doesn't have a secret keeper, but that's not something you can find unless you're specific, you specifically yes, know does. where it is. It's, does it? it? Yeah. Yeah. Dumbledore is the secret keeper. Okay. Right. So Dumbledore, everybody knows. Then, everyone can know when they flew to Grimald. Oh, right, but but the thing is, like, everyone knows that secret. Right. So every time he tells somebody, it definitely gets watered down. Okay. So like, because basically he. 
you know, I think like Moody shows Harry a note from Dumbledore to yeah. him that says this is where the place is, and that's how why Harry can get can get there. Okay, um, but you think that but you would like, think that like at this point, like the wizarding community would would find a concealing charm that worked the same but wasn't a Fidelis charm. You know, I don't know. It just right. seems it just seems like a weird thing that like one person keeps a secret, but oh, we can tell. But but I thought the whole thing about the Fidelis charm is like when somebody knows it, then that breaks it. No. It's just that if you tell that secret to someone, okay. it makes then, them vulnerable. Like, uh, then they can tell the secret to somebody else, right? I don't. Can they? Because yeah, I thought, for sure. I thought they didn't become everyone. Because after Dumbledore died, they couldn't go back to Grimmauld Place because after he died, all the people he had told a secret to, they themselves became the secret keeper. I because I think- that's the whole point in. Him getting the note written by Dumbledore, because I mean, if right. you become the secret keeper, then Moody could have just told Harry. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I don't think you because I mean, I know tell other people you just know the secret, and it was right. like a, the huge deal was that Voldemort knew the secret of trying to keep Voldemort out. Right, and so yeah, because I know like Snape, you know, the reason they don't want to go back is because they think Snape's bad. Yeah. Um. But like, so I guess, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I really love this chapter. I think this is a really like the story that uh, that they're telling is like super gripping. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's one of those like points where it really transitions from being like stuff for kids to being like a really good and interesting story. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there's clearly something. Um, well, I mean, I do. I think that the that part of that. Michael too is that the slow sort of the very very slow reveal of Sirius Black and like who he is. So first mm-hmm. we see him as this like Muggle convict or this convict, you know, I guess Muggle convict. Then mm-hmm. he realizes that he's a wizard and like he's escaping from right. the wizard. Then you know he he overhears the the Weasleys who say they want to he wants him dead. And so he keeps thinking all these different things and his opinion of him has to keep shifting and it's kind of. His whole story depends on who the narrator is, which I think is as a as a as a plot and um, you know novelistic device is so so fascinating. And I think that that's kind of cool. You're like, oh my god, that's okay. Now I think he did this, which is crazy. So you have opinions formed of him, um, kind of like Harry. I don't know. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Also, it has a, a secret passageway, which is awesome. Those are good. In general, <laughs> those are always good. Well, that was a that was a really great job, Bajaya. Yeah, thanks, Thank Bajaya, for, for going you. through that uh, chapter for us. So, the Marauders map obviously was written by James Potter, Sirius Black, Remus Lupin, and Peter Pettigrew. Um, mm-hmm. So they didn't actually set out to explore the school grounds. Um, they just it just kind of came about because they wanted to keep Remus um, company because right. of his werewolfness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. before the invention of the Wolfsbane potion, Lupin was supposed like ha- was compelled to go through the transformation every full moon. And after his best friends found out about his condition, they themselves became un- unregistered. An animagi, anim, 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 an
so they could keep him company. And then, like, doing all this, they travel around the castle, etc., castle grounds. But they also use James Potter's invisibility cloak to explore and map, over time, um, the interior of the castle. So it's, Mm. like you said, Michael, the Marauder's Map is very powerful in its uh, testimony about how advanced the magical ability of the four fathers, four fathers, four friends were. The four fathers of the Marauder's Map. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Peter's is, like, questionable. Um, So, like we said earlier, you... It's a blank piece of piece of parchment, and you say, "I solemnly swear that I'm not up to no good." Um, that the four thought it was a joke saying that, but the no good part of it never was never supposed to be like dark magic. It's supposed to be like school rule ba- breaking. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's not like I'm gonna go kill someone. Um, so the map is the the creation is very advanced, and it includes. The homo homunculus charm, which enables the possessor of the map to track the movements of every person in the castle, and it is also enchanted to forever repel their nemesis, Severus Snape. I think I it's hilarious. It. That's when I laughed earlier because they're like making it and they're putting it. Their hatred for Snape is so. Uh, strong that they put in a forever charm to repel or enchant so to forever repel him. Like that one specific person. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> and uh, so the book never tells us that when they actually uh, lost the map, but Pottermore says that it's probably because uh, probably in their last year, uh, resulting from a tip off from Snape, who was, you know, equally obsessed with, with hate, hating James and Sirius. Um, so it was confisc- confiscated from them in their final year, and but they probably didn't try to get it back very, like, they didn't really try that hard, because at that time they were already fighting against Lord Voldemort, and they would all be uh, inducted into the Order of Phoenix uh, shortly after they lost their, lost their, left their school. Um, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So... It became obviously uh, of immense use to the Weasley twins, um, and then Harry Potter, obviously, because she he got to go to Hogsmeade and stuff. And then the map was later confiscated from Harry Potter by a Death Eater in disguise at the school. Ooh, remember mm-hmm. him? Matt, I, I don't know. Yeah, Marty Cobb Jr. Yeah, because like you can't. Uh, I mean, and that's like you know, the, the, she's she created such a powerful like magical item, and J.K. Um, did that. Like you know, she kind of has to for each book be like, "What's happening?" Uh, okay, well, obviously he would know that's not Mad Eye Moody if he ever looked at the map. Yeah. So, <laughs> gotta make sure we get that away from him as soon as possible. Yeah, God, like which the, I was gonna say, like the the continuity they have to keep up with is like is is insane. Yeah. So JK herself says that it kind of making that map um, and in subsequent books kind of became a bane for her. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> well, it's kind because of, it's it kind allowed, of like, because you could just look at the, look at the map for anything she needed to solve in the later books, really. 
So it's, it's, it's like a complete so. Dizex Machina, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's yeah. there, you're like, oh, I have this very handy thing that can tell me everything I need to know. Yeah. It's just oh. like when you accidentally give your players in a game of D&D stuff that's too good, and then you have to, like, constantly work around it. <laughs> Who would do that? Only some, someone silly Only someone would do foolish. that. foolish. But, uh, JK. Yeah, so she, it became a... It became a bane to her because it allowed Harry so much uh, freedom of information. So she never showed him taking the map map back from Moody's um, office. Um, And she says that she sometimes regrets not having capitalized on the mistake and leaving it there. But she does like the moment when Harry, Ron, and Hermione are like on the run. He watches Ginny's dot moving around in uh at school hmm. so that's kind of like a sentimental part of it right yeah yeah because yeah, yeah she had to make it so that the room of requirement would like basically over overrule yeah. uh overrule the, the map because that's because otherwise you know they should have seen, seen Dra- he would have seen draco in there all the time and yeah. all that stuff right and, um, but she's still like people still always talk about how um Harry never saw Peter Pettigrew in, or we, the Weasley twins never saw Peter Pettigrew in their brother's bed. Yeah, what's what's her? Right. What's, I was to say, what's her? What's her explanation for that? She does not say. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you would just have to like essentially. But I just, mean, it's it's a pretty just sort of like retcon it a little bit. It's a, I mean, it's a pretty detailed and big map of the whole school and right. the grounds. So. I wouldn't think that the Weasley twins would be too worried about seeing where their brother is. Like, even, right. even like looking at the map. I guess, like, but I feel, oh, like you, I feel like you would notice. <laughs> You're like, who is so this like, dude? So there's like two years. So there's two years of them having the map and not giving it to Harry, right? Uh, the first two books, essentially. Yeah. And um, you figure by that time they already have it down pretty well. So they would really probably only have to like take it out to look for specific things and they wouldn't ever really be looking in That's true. the Gryffindor common room. That's true. This is me making excuses. I like it though. I like um, that excuse. Um, um but yeah. And but it, that uh, is I will say very interesting. Yeah, and and you actually you mentioned so you were you were saying that um one of the spells because this is like an insanely powerful thing for some kids to create kind of strangely. Um, but one of the spells you mentioned, you said like the homunculus one, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Which I was like, that rings, that like rings a bell. And, um, the homunculus is, is, is part of alchemy. Um, Isn't it like a little It's like a little tiny thing? human. So like, that's such a cool, oh. that's such a cool little like spell idea. Like, you know, you're, like you bring in this tiny human. Um, it actually has a lot to do with like the philosopher's stone and stuff like that. So that's kind of funny too. Hmm. Um, so, so that's another kind of. I think weirdly interesting thing. Do we? We don't ever see them like creating magical sort of items, right? Like the, are, they're always are, casting spells, and yeah, no. I mean, we see Fred and George do it. I guess it's at, later on. Mm-hmm, right. Like they create like a hat that you know makes people's heads disappear and right, shit. Right. Um. But. You know, there's so many, there's like magic wands and, and brooms and there's all this stuff. There's all these like magical item type things, but we never really see them doing it. Like there's no enchanting class. It's, it's all like transfiguration well, and all this other stuff. transfiguration and charms kind of is. Yeah. I just wonder how that would Well, work, I, I think I too, like if, and I mean, this is maybe me rationalizing this as well, is that, 
um, like Harry, Ron, and Hermione, it's sort of like they grew up. Not that, not that James and those guys didn't when Voldemort was rising, but they like they kind of are like wartime children, and they they have they're concentrating yeah. more on the like war effort, and mm-hmm. their whole lives are consumed by Voldemort. I mean, whether they should be or not, you know what I mean? They probably shouldn't because they're children. Right. Um, I guess. But but James Sorry, and those guys, going. they didn't like they they were just they they were carefree like they weren't worried about yeah, you know trying to find around. trying to find you know a Death Eater on the weekend or something like that. They were just like, what are we gonna do this weekend? And we have magic. I don't know. So Hermione definitely does do a, a, a fair few things. Actually, yeah. she makes her bag like really big oh, on the yeah. inside. That's true. That's and true. And she does those da coins. But, yeah, I, yes. so, but I guess it's just really. Like, I can't imagine Ron and Harry doing it ever. <laughs> I think they're, like, too lazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm such a Ron. Oh, Ron. Mm. Uh, oh, but, yeah. and then, you know, them them figuring out how to open up the map is kind of crazy, too. Just that, the, like, the very super specific, I solemnly swear, I'm up to no good, is just kind of... Um, yeah, yeah, how did they know cool. that... Right, and then like mischief manage. Those are very specific phrases that they have learned. Like unless they found like a journal, like, so earthed. I feel like the map is the map is pretty um, interactive, and because I think it's when Snape tries to say, "Oh, I'm Professor Snape at blah blah, blah teacher at Hogwarts," and I command you to reveal whatever. That's when it like the map starts insulting him. Mm-hmm. So maybe the map if maybe the weasleys are like playing around with the map trying to figure out what it is because they knew it was something because it was hidden it was in phil's office um under like the uh, highly dangerous or confiscated confiscated right yeah so they knew it was something so i think maybe they played around with it and the map was like oh these kids are troublemakers maybe we'll just tell them how to get cool (laughs) <laughs> do you think that they slowly had to build the ma- they so they had to like slowly build the map over time and like mm-hmm. find different passageways and like hidden things and stuff they had to figure that yeah. out themselves that wasn't just magic so that that's time consuming because they have a billion staircases and a million rooms yeah mm-hmm. harry doesn't do a good job exploring all of them <laughs> lazy well, he's harry got a lot in his harry he's got a lot on his job doing anything <laughs> <laughs> sorry harry <laughs> That's the Marauders map, you guys. Cool. Awesome. Thank you for joining us for You're a Wizardary. Want to help out? Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Want to get in touch? Email us at potterpod at geeklyinc.com or follow us on Twitter at potterpod or geeklyinc. And individually, you can find me at thriftynerd. I'm Bajaya Shreshta, and you can find me on Twitter at ethnicninja. I am Sarah Tompkins, and you should hit me up at herladytompkins. Editing help this week by Alan Matthews. Our podcast art is created by Jesse Carlton. You can find more of his work at J! on Instagram. 
and our music is created by Sean Fagan. Find more of his music at soundcloud.com slash sleepyfish.